The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to St. Matthew. Jesus said, when the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. All the nations will be gathered before him and he will separate people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will put the sheep at his right hand and the goats at his left. Then the king will say to those at his right hand, Come, you that are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you gave me clothing. I was sick, and you took care of me. I was in prison, and you visited me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry and gave you food or thirsty and gave you something to drink? And when was it that we saw you a stranger and welcomed you or naked and gave you clothing? And when was it that we saw you sick or in prison and visited you? And the king will answer them, truly I tell you, Just as you did it to one of the least of these who are members of my family, you did it to me. Then he will say to those at his left hand, You that are accursed, depart from me into eternal fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry and you gave me no food. I was thirsty and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger and you did not welcome me. Naked, and you did not give me clothing. Sick and in prison, and you did not visit me. Then they also will answer, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not take care of you? Then he will answer them, truly I tell you, just as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. The Gospel of the Lord. In the name of our loving, liberating, and life-giving God. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. The liturgical calendar does not consider it a major feast. But I have to say, I really love Thanksgiving. First of all, it's an opportunity to count all of my blessings and simply be grateful. Like Willie Nelson once said, when I started to count my blessings, my whole life turned around. It does make a difference in our lives when we live and we love from a place of gratitude and Thanksgiving, it just changes everything and makes life better. Now, another reason why I love Thanksgiving is that on Christmas, which is a major feast day, according to the liturgical calendar, I'm usually working. It's work that I love, but come Christmas Day, you can ask Sandy, I am in bed recuperating. Plus, as we approach that season, there's the added self-appointed stresses of gift-giving and decorating and all the details and getting 
all of that just right, hoping that our choices will make other people happy. But on Thanksgiving, all I have to do is sit back and eat, a task for which I am truly gifted. My only job is to savor that meal and enjoy the company of family and friends. It's a day for which I am so grateful because I'm not on and I'm not cooking. Praise the Lord. (laughs) Now this year we were back in New Orleans for Thanksgiving visiting Sandy's mom and her sisters and her family. And though the dishes were not quite the same as what I grew up with, Here in Texas, and I admit I still miss my dad's cornbread dressing. I don't know how he did it. I don't know what his secret ingredient was. I just know it was the best thing I've ever tasted. In New Orleans, we added in even more local delicacies, such as shrimp merloton, oyster dressing, other Louisiana specialties. But as always, it was delicious, and it was satisfying, and it was plentiful. And when I stuff myself like that and enjoy such a bountiful Thanksgiving feast, I cannot help but think way back on the most meaningful Thanksgiving I've ever had. I was eight years old, and my dad woke me up very early on Thanksgiving morning, and it was not to watch the parade, but to get dressed and to help him assemble a Thanksgiving basket for a family in need, and then to drive with him to a part of Houston with which I was completely unfamiliar. And I will never forget driving through that pothole-laden, poor excuse for a parking lot to this small one-bedroom, ground-floor apartment, and there was a beat-up screen door that was was propped open, and I, I helped my dad carry our basket, which was really just a cardboard box with a turkey and all the trimmings for a mini Thanksgiving feast. And I remember so vividly that the lady opened that door, and as she stood there, she seemed to just beam with gratitude. She had on her apron as if she was prepared for our delivery, and she graciously welcomed us inside her modest home. And I saw off in a corner her three boys all huddled around one tiny black and white television set watching the parade that I was missing. And one of the boys who was about my age caught my eye, and very subtly he just nodded in my direction. It was a gesture that seemed to say, I see you. I see what y'all are doing. And thank you. And as my dad and I drove back to our home, the one with three bedrooms, the one with two colored television sets, the one with two refrigerators and a freezer, The one with a backyard, a garage, a basketball goal, a pool table. I began to count my blessings in a way I had never counted them before. And even for my eight-year-old self, my life turned around. So every Thanksgiving, I can still see that scene. I see 
My kind father, I see the sweet lady. I see her three young boys. And I pray that I will never lose sight of them. And I will never look away from anyone in need. That I will see people in the way that Jesus sees them. And maybe even as he hopes that we will see Jesus in all people. For ultimately, Jesus reminds us on this last day of the season, it is all about how we see other people, how we are aware of other people's needs, and how we, out of the abundant blessings that we enjoy, out of the kindness that we have known in our own hearts, simply try to share, try to help in some small way, counting our blessings and connecting with the needs of others, will not only turn our lives around, it will turn our world completely around. Thanksgiving in New Orleans with Sandy's family has been really wonderful these last few years. And that's for many reasons. For one thing, I absolutely adore my 83-year-old mother-in-law, she is the matriarch of the family with a capital M. Make no mistake. When Sandy's dad died unexpectedly in his early 50s, it was her mother who rose to the occasion and ran the family business for decades with firmness, with clarity, with conviction, with vision, with compassion. And even though she's been in poor health recently, she has not at all lost her mama bear protective instincts. Let me tell you, God forbid, for example, that a telemarketer should interrupt our family Thanksgiving gathering. I will never forget hearing my sweet 83-year-old mother-in-law yelling to the phone on Thanksgiving Day, you despicable turd. How dare you call when I am with my family on a holiday? Have you no shame? He does now. Now, I admit that perhaps my mother-in-law did not see the telemarketer as Jesus saw him. But then again, the telemarker did not see the family gathered on the other side. And besides, as she will tell you, sometimes you just got to call a goat a goat. <laughs> My New Orleans family, like all families, even here in Texas, is a mix of folks. People with various life experiences, a diversity of perspectives on all matter of things. I, I saw a meme the other day that said uh, about how if you want to reduce your Christmas gift-giving list, just bring up politics at the Thanksgiving table. <laughs> and this family is no different than others. We have uh, all kinds of folks in the family. We've got rationalists who believe that science is always an exact science. And we also have a group of dedicated conspiracy theorists who are quite certain that any bad thing that happens in this world is a communist plot carried out by AARP. 
We have folks in the family who are far to the left of Karl Marx, and we have folks in the family who are far to the right of Attila the Hun. So early on, not just in an attempt to avoid talking about politics, but also because I really wanted to know, I posed a question to all of Sandy's sisters and their respective spouses. How did you meet your partner? How did you fall in love? Tell us your love story. And I have to tell you, it was inspiring because in every single story, there was one moment of vision and clarity. Whether it happened at a bar or an office or a church, but it was this moment of seeing their beloved, maybe not quite as Jesus, but certainly as Jesus' best work. Now, something about what they saw in that moment, in that person, they had never seen in quite the same way before. And when you see another person with your eyes aglow, something good is bound to come of it. Sandy's wonderful stepsister, uh, Yvonne, who lives in the Bay Area of California but grew up in New Orleans, met her husband, Peter, on a blind date in lower Manhattan. And let me just say this about Yvonne and all of Sandy's sisters. They are strong-willed girls. They take after that major. They know exactly what they're looking for. And Yvonne was clear. She wanted to marry a man who was manly, one who was understated and a bit mysterious, a chivalrous warrior who would make all of her dreams come true, who was never out of control and drank his whiskey moderately and neat. The biggest red flag for Yvonne, she always said, was any man who ordered a beverage with a pink umbrella. That was a no-go zone. Unfortunately, before their blind date meetup, Peter had been forced to attend a business dinner where he was overserved. And so for their very first encounter, the moment that they first laid eyes upon each other, Peter stumbled forth from the restroom, saw Yvonne, and said... Not subtly, but slurred, you are the most beautiful woman I've ever seen in my entire life. I love you, and I'm going to marry you. And then he turned to the bartender and said, extra sugar on my strawberry daiquiri. This was after he had hid his chewing gum under the railing on the bar where Yvonne had just happened to place her hand. And she asked him a moment later, what kind of moron would do such a thing? Apparently, the father of your children. <laughs> Peter's prophecy came true. They saw past the checklist and the assumptions and the inadequacies into the eyes that God had made just for them. 
when you see people through that lens of love, you can begin to appreciate lots of things about them, even their quirks, their peculiarities, their needs. It is at that moment the magic can happen. These days, Peter and Yvonne have two adult sons of whom they're very proud, and Peter does not drink at all. Although he will tell you, if he did, he would order extra sugar and two umbrellas. <laughs> How we see people makes all the difference in our ability to love them. There's an old story that's told of a young boy who was living in an orphan's home in South Texas. It was run by a church group, and so every evening for grace at dinner, the superintendent always prayed this particular prayer. Come, Lord Jesus, be our guest. Let this food for us be blessed. This went on for a long time. When one day this little boy observed, you know, every evening you ask Jesus to come, but he never shows up. Do you think he ever will? And the superintendent told the little boy, well, he will if we really want him to. The boy decided he really wanted Jesus to show up, so every evening he would get an extra chair and he would place the chair right next to him at the table. And a few days later, what do you know, during supper, there was a knock standing there was not the Jesus they were expecting. It was an old man, poorly clothed, cold, and hungry. The little boy invited the man to come in and join them for supper and pointed to the empty chair and said, sit next to me. The man sat down and the boy so happily and gladly passed him the food and even shared from his own Late. And later, after that man had left, the little boy told the superintendent, Jesus must not have been able to come himself, so he sent someone in his place. Indeed, he did. And indeed, he does. A few years ago, I remember standing at the door of a family in my church from Trinity in Houston. And the little three-year-old girl answered the door. And I was standing there in my clerical collar dressed as a priest. And when she saw me, her eyes got big and she ran off. And I could hear her shouting to her parents, Jesus is here! <laughs> well, her parents knew me pretty well. So we all laughed for a long time at such a ridiculous thought. But what if each of us was like the little girl? What if we saw those who come to our doors, those whose lives we encounter every day, those who approach us with nothing but problems and challenges and needs in the same way that that little girl saw me? Well... What we assume is the way this cruel world has to be and the way it has to be would become the way it could be 
the way of Jesus, the way of love. Turns out the little girl was right. Jesus is here, and he is closer than you think. Standing in line, making time, waiting for a welfare dime. Cause they can't find a job. The man in a silk suit hurries by, catches the poor old lady's eyes. Just for fun, he says, get a job. Well, that's just the way it is. Some things never change That's just the way it is Oh, but don't you believe me I said, hey little boy, you can't go where the others go Cause you don't look like they do said, hey, oh man, how can you stand to think that way? Did you ever think about it before you made the rule? So he said, that's just the way it is. Some things will never change. That's just the way it is. Oh, but don't you Well, they passed the law in the 64 to give those who ain't got just a little more. But it only goes so far. Because the law don't change another smile when it's all that seems to inherit time. It's the line on the collarbone. That's just the way it is. Some things will never change That's just the way it is Oh, but don't you believe